2: Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at a documentary about an intense women's anti-nuclear protest in Mothers of the Revolution, a rather offbeat promotional journey by a bad-tempered old man in bestsellers, and the development of two tennis superstars in King Richard.
1: This is the story of the ordinary women who helped end the Cold War. The arms race was between two powers. You can't just focus on one without looking at the other. It's a dance. I said, I think we should go to Russia. There was this group in the Soviet Union. They were the Russian counterparts of the Greenham women. The government in KGB consider us dissidents. And there's a car behind us with all these guys just looking at us. I've never had a tail before.
3: That was the first time and I was really scared. There are consequences. I thought about my children.
1: For a moment, you thought that you'd failed.
2: Mothers of the Revolution is an inspirational documentary beginning back in 1981 about a female movement which helped change the world attitude to developing nuclear technology. Ian Cumming has been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this unexpectedly gripping story of rebellion and determination. Uh, Ian, what did you think of Mothers of the Revolution?
0: Well, I was thinking as we watched the opening uh, usual company logos, the inclusion of the New Zealand Film Commission. <laughs> and why were they involved? Yes. Well, a little it? research found that this revealing and enthralling documentary was produced and directed by New Zealanders. Yeah, prior March. Who, yeah. who, 42 years ago, when the protests began, may not have even been born. No, yeah. <laughs> or, or in their teens. Actually, it's a remarkable achievement for producers, uh, Layla. Uh, Mellon and Matthew Metcalf, and, as you mentioned, the director, Brian Marsh. And she said in an interview, I am especially inspired by documentaries that have a raw and honest quality to them and make us feel deeply moved in some way. Well, she certainly delivered on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, and it's fascinating. It shows the, the, the... uh, the way the dedication, the strong feeling of these women, they get together there. Now, oh, this goes back to 1981. This is just the time when um, Ronald Reagan became uh, pr- president in, in America, and he was uh, uh, thinking of um, uh, getting in, putting in strong nuclear policy. And having sort of um, not just bombs dropped by planes, but, you know, having rocket bombs from different places. He was only going, also even going to have them located in England so that they could send uh, the American and of course his good American <laughs>
0: rockets over to and Russia. From, and, of course, his good friend Maggie, Maggie Thatcher. So yeah. They, yeah. And, and Reagan talked about the evil empire. <laughs> and it was sort of like a Cold War until Gorbachev. They got together. Yeah, yeah well, that's when the communism fell.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh, the, the, During that a little bit, mm. some, a few years after mm. that, you know. And and there was all this going on. And so the, the women, some women in America, particularly a group in Wales. Um, that objected to this policy of just uh, we will give you a three-minute warning if there is ever a threat of a Russian bomb coming over. Well, what's three minutes? That's not enough to put your kids away or or even hide under the bed, you know. And and, and they got together, particularly this one um, Welsh woman who... um, it started up a march from Wales, it was about 120 miles, was about 200 kilometres, uh, from Wales to just outside London. To the common, Greenham to Common. Greenham yeah. Common, where, where they were going to put, uh, uh, this is a military base there, where they were going to um, keep the American... Nuclear missiles, <laughs> and they marched there in protest, and then they stayed there, and they stayed there around this uh, green. And, and they common eventually got place up, 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 for, for
0: several years. They, well, initially they uh, well not long after they'd started, realizing that they're having problems with the with the. Um the tabloids, calling them harridans and vagrants and all this sort of <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And at the same time, uh, they were starting to do this, was Charles and uh, what's-her-name's wedding and baby panthers born. So they needed to do something to get the attraction. And, and what they ended up with was, um, I think it was 35,000 women in the first place who tried to wring their hands right around this yeah, RAF Yeah, that was base. The next the, Yeah. yeah they it, had that big march over. Mm-hmm. And, then, and this was about a year later. They
2: mm-hmm. decided to get women from all over... Uh, Britain, up, you know, yeah. Scotland, everywhere, coming together, hundreds or thousands of them, right around this um, uh, Greenham um, uh, Common area and holding hands and singing. Yeah, in protest. It, <laughs> it's a,
0: it, it's a, this is a remarkable, com, you know, compilation of there's archive footage, there's dramatic reconstruction, some animation, and then the key to telling like it was interviews with the women who were there for the long mm. haul. Actually, including um, well, including over there, Julie Christie, but in New Zealand, Titify Harawira and uh, Lucy Lawless from a perspective from the other side of the world. The film's narrated by Glenda Jackson. You couldn't do yeah, better the, than that. Yeah, could, yeah, could that's
2: that for my MP in a minute
0: in <laughs> yeah the, but the key to the thing is is how the women themselves who are involved open up and indeed there's a woman called Chris who, who decided she who, she came out as a lesbian and she had to make the difficult choice to stay with the protest or give up her children
2: mm, because yeah. her
0: husband was going to get um, ex-husband custody, and that's what no, happened. And all, yeah, they get all these sort of things yeah. tossed in as yeah. well.
2: No, it, it was—it's it's absolutely. Uh, and you mentioned that they uh, recreated and filmed some of the scenes that actually one of them had me very much in doubt while I was watching it. It was showing how even the London police how much they despise these women and, and inf- were giving them a hard time occasionally, well, it, effectively torturing but, this woman. Yeah, they Can had pot- this woman. Yeah, they—they yeah. they had the the uh, in there with about half a dozen policemen watching. And this um, one policeman was hitting her. He poured some hot water, yeah. or soup, or something. That's all right. Over yeah. Her. He anyway, was doing all she, sorts of, stuff. and they had all of this on film. Well, I couldn't believe that they would have filmed that at the no, time.
0: No, no. But I think if you they, look more closely was, at it, there were close-ups of feet and that sort of thing. So it was a reconstruction. It but, was a... Mm, yeah, definitely yeah, was. Yeah. But the, for the film, you, I just yeah. want to mention the producer Matthew Metcalf. He's Christchurch born and he's highly experienced. His credits include Six Days, The Deadlands. Dean Spanley. That, uh-huh. That's Matthew Metcalf, the co- the other producer. So, um, uh, and she and uh, he rather, and and Lila Millen uh, approached Briar March, knowing of her passion for such things. So that's yeah. what happened. And well,
2: the two fil- fil- New Zealand uh, films that that Briar March has directed beforehand, they're documentaries too. One was. Uh, once There once was an island, which was about climate change, another one, a place to call home, which is uh, about the New Zealand housing crisis. Yeah, but I don't
0: think they got any breath in the cinemas. No, like, no, I think they were more, basically. Yeah. yeah, I think they were more on
2: TV. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so this is an amazing film. I mean, there are other influences there, though I can't say that they brought the whole thing to an end, but they were a noisy. Positive thing influence on the whole thing because I mean finally at that time the Soviet Union collapsed communism collapsed Gorbachev became leader in in Russia Soviet Union becoming yeah back to Russia and um, and he and um, and Reagan then started to sign these nuclear agreements about, you know, cutting back on. And nuclear
0: Gorbachev things. acknowledged yeah. what these women had, had been, done Had yeah, done. Yep.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Well worth seeing. An important film. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Ian. That was Ian Cumming with his views on Mothers of the Revolution, which is continuing on at the Silky Otter Cinemas at Wigram. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Movie Talk on Planes FM 96.9.
3: We at Stanbridge Publishing believe that is your signature, so you owe us a book. Shut up! Anything you want to show me?
0: You pound of flesh. I won't do the bloody tour.
1: Do the tour or I edit the book. Those are your choices.
0: This is a book tour. Why don't I read something? Bullshit.
2: In Best Sellers, Michael Caine plays a very cranky old author who reluctantly embarks on a promotion tour to help the young publisher of his book. Sue Freeman has been off to the Academy cinemas to see this rather offbeat dramedy. So I had expected this multi-level movie to be a comedy, but it was not. But I wasn't there long before I had to change my point of view to all this. So how did bestsellers affect you?
1: Affect me? Well, the 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 language in the movie. If you're not, if you don't like a lot of really profane language it can be quite confronting.
2: So that's your warning to My people. warning.
1: My warning. If you don't like a lot of profanity, avoid bestsellers.
2: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, this uh, yeah, this is it. Uh, the, you, you're flying uh, p- here uh, talking here about Michael Caine yeah, as this cranky what, old. Uh, yes, author. and I
1: would never have seen him as a comedian anyway. I think he's a he's a serious actor and a and a very very good actor.
2: You wonder how he got into this I American film.
1: I <laughs> do kind of wonder why and what he saw in taking on this role. Hmm. Because I, it's even though we both. Research we couldn't really find who, whether the, I'm sure the producer and director must have been American mm. because it comes from a completely I think American perspective on what they think an eccentric British writer could possibly behave like. I,
2: <laughs> no, it's Irish, not English. Okay, so, yes, I, yes, yes. yes, but
1: I mean they sweep that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you see, there were a lot of anomalies in that movie. A lot of things that didn't add up.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is. I mean, my uh, the point I've already made is that this is a warning to people. Don't expect this to come out as a comedy. It's it's a much data sort of complex film with all sorts of issues going on, and half the time you don't know quite which way the film is going. And and yeah. and, and this is brought home right from the start by Michael Caine's behaviour, the way he, his foul language there yeah. he uses the f word yeah. endless times, e- oh. and then the American uh, the, the, uh, use of one word which they consider the English. Use which he applies to his books, as if he's reading his books, and that's that They all all his books are full of bullshite. Yeah. Now, that, I don't know. That, he, heard, that's, he seems to think that's what they
1: say in England. I've never heard that. <laughs> I, I've never heard that said. I'm correct no, anyway, not someone, someone might ring in. The, um, yeah. Um, I suppose in the end, what you come out with is an, is a kind of an interesting story between two very mm. strong characters who kind of find their own, um, find, develop empathy...
2: Towards for, each other.
1: T- yeah, for each other. Yeah. And possibly change their perspective on how they yeah. interact with other yeah. people later it, on.
2: Yeah, because we've got uh, Michael Caine as this cranky old author living alone. He's, he's only ever had one book published 50 years earlier, and now the... Girl, the yeah. daughter of the book publisher who yeah. is now runs the publishing business, publishing she needs company. some yeah. money, she needs to need another big book to promote. Yeah. And she gets onto this old onto Michael Caine, but she finds him in, in the office records. And that this he was even given some money a long time ago for his yeah. second book, which he never actually ever delivered one, yeah. So he still owes them something. So she goes to. Him for assistance yeah, in coming correct. up with another yeah. book, which should help both him and should help um, the company make mm. some money out of another big-selling book. And uh, But, of course, he's so cranky about it. I'd never understand why. What's he, okay, his wife died a long time ago. Yeah. He's still but upset about that. I think, think you're
1: being very kind in describing him as cranky. Yes. I would describe his... his Abusive and cantankerous.
2: (laughs) Oh, you can say that. Yes. Oh, is that what made you laugh?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, he was extremely. (laughs) uh, He was far worse than just cranky. (laughs) Wasn't he? No, well, I was trying to to be polite. She was a strong personality, and that was Mm. the underlying... It takes a long time to realise that Mm. they're actually finding Uh, their own humanity, I guess. I mean, I Mm. I was quite
2: amazed by her. This is played by Aubrey Plaza. I've never heard of her, but she's made a few films. She's also known in the States as a a stand-up comedian, supposed to be sort of a straight-faced comedian. And... um, but I, th- I I couldn't help but like her in this film. She had yeah. a strong she, personality. Yeah, she uh, she yes. tried to keep her own mm. for father's. He's the mm. father's dead. Yeah. She's taken over. It was a
1: serious um, role. She certainly mm. wasn't playing a comedian.
2: No, in, no, there again, no, no, no. She com- was a
1: yeah. Mm. She was an actress, and she was a good actress. Mm.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, and of course, the minute these two uh, meet, they're, they're into argument with each other. Oh, t- yeah. Intense dislike mm. of each other. Mm. And it goes all that way for yes. two thirds of the yes. film.
1: If you want to be confronted, go to.
2: sellers, i'd say no No. well the whole point no i mean to me it's just a matter of letting people know that it is not a straight out comedy no but uh, but it it does you can uh, towards as it goes on then that last third these two slowly grow closer together Mm. they get to understand each other each Mm. other's problems Mm. and you see the point that both uh, both of them have a uh, issues of their own, they, the, mm. the things they need, mm. and and there are also ways that they can also help each other. Yes, and this is realised by both, and of course yes. this brings the two closer together. Yes, and I think this does give the film a good, satisfactory
1: oh, ending. Yes. yes.
2: And uh, but uh, but you sort of have to be aware of this that this is yeah. the sort of film this is not just a light hearted uh, definitely easy comedy. not a
1: light hearted easy to watch and easy to listen <laughs> to <laughs> <a> movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, so you know it's uh, with that in mind, I think it, it you can still get something out of uh, it.
1: Well, film. I think if you want to see Michael Caine in his later years, still performing as an actor and Looking at a role that you you, we we don't haven't really seen him (laughs)
2: before and before. Um,
1: Well, then you know if you if you're an admirer of Michael Caine, you should go and go and see this. Go and see this. this. Okay, thank Mm. you.
2: (laughs) That was Sue Freeman helping me with bestsellers. I'd like to thank the sponsor of the show, the Harcourt's Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Moorhouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourt's Accommodation Centre website, assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, assetmanagers one word, .co.nz. That's our job to keep
1: marked these streets. You want to check on the kids? Let's check on the kids! We got future doctors and lawyers, plus a couple tennis stars in this house.
0: The chances of achieving the kind of success that you're talking about is just very, very unlikely. Okay, you making a mistake, but I'm gonna let you make it.
2: Watch me hit a few balls. All right. So tell me your names again.
3: I'm Venus. I'm Serena.
2: In King Richard, we are shown two black sisters, Venus and Serena Williams, who became tennis superstars thanks to intense coaching and manipulation by their father, who is portrayed by Will Smith. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Alice Cinemas to see what turns out to be half family movie and half sports film. Carolyn, this all turns out to be very much an enjoyable multi level movie. What did you think of King Richard?
3: I really liked it. I mean, I'm not neither of us are into sports no, really, we're not we quite couldn't sports tell you fans. <laughs> <laughs> no, not much, but I um, I found it really fascinating. Um I found it even more fascinating when I went home and read more about him. But um yeah, just determination and the acting is really good, the screenplay is good. And you just get really involved in the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah, I've really enjoyed it as much as you can enjoy a father who's incredibly dominating. But yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, and this is kid the name King Richard. This is uh, what the the film is named after um, Richard Williams, who's the father yes, of, 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 of these Serena two and Venus. girls. Yeah, yeah. and, and um, many other children. Yeah, no, well, actually, that's quite interesting too. That is both uh, there's five kids in that family. Yeah, think, five girls, and the interesting thing is that he—he um, he, that was his second marriage.
3: Yes, he's got and, five and, children and, 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 with someone else.
2: And his wife—that's <laughs> uh, her second marriage mm. also. She brought three children with her, and then these two—that's um, Venus and Serena—were born, uh, born later. And that's uh, well, well, <laughs> Richard, I should say, <laughs> and and this woman's. Um, you know, yeah kids these last two and they they were his own kids the only two out of this but they, but they were a lovely lovely family there's oh, yeah. five uh, girls there you know they're really charming and everybody well everybody in that film in, including Will Smith i thought
3: yes you could you had to like him like you you could un- Deeply flawed character. But um, you could understand him and everything as well. And I think that's got to come down to Will Smith, his acting chops, that he makes him a, a likeable character. I mean, yeah, you do question the parenting skills... Yeah. At some point but um the, I mean this film was given was produced by Serena and Venus so it's been given the go the go ahead yeah, by them. All the way. So, and yeah. they
2: might may have tried to put, posi- make I'm it make it uh, sure the, sure the whole they, thing look they a bit more positive it was. It. Yeah 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 exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. 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 Cuz I mean uh, Richard the father he was a driven man. I mean, even before Venus and Serena were born, he'd already written a 78-page plan outlining how he's going to turn his girls into tennis champions. Yeah. That's before they were even born. Yeah, he was this. very
3: lucky that they were born capable of becoming athletes. We <laughs> would say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Them head, keep them going on. But the film, yeah, no, the film is... As I said, when neither of us are sports fans, but I was riveted by the tennis match that they oh, played. Yes. I was it's so just,
2: beautifully photographed, yeah. the colour in it and the action and, and yeah, all of and this. Yeah, I thoroughly totally enjoyed else. this whenever they're out there. Yeah,
3: no, I wasn't hmm. bored at all. And, yeah, no, it was a very good film. Yeah. It'll be in, he, I mean, he's already had the Golden Globe. It'll be interesting yeah, to see yeah, if he yeah. does get the...
2: Yeah, they, they keep on saying that you you certainly will be nominated for an Oscar yeah. as well. I mean, I mean there's I also a lot of that.
3: questions. is like, well, Venus and Serena are the famous, they they did all the hard work, really. Why hasn't there been a film made about them? I mean, this film very much focuses on their their father. But I think that will come. I think you have to, But they acknowledge that they wouldn't have got where they were. Weren't, oh, with, wouldn't be who without their father, without oh, their father. No, and their yeah, mother. No I mean, doubt their about mother that. is a tennis coach as well. She's actually a professional tennis coach. Mm. Um, so they wouldn't have got where they were without the parents. So it's a fascinating snapshot of just mm. those very. Well, oh, you can see kids. that's why he
2: married that mother the second <laughs> time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
3: they were very passionate I mean, they are,
2: there's some sort of you know. I, I tend to think, uh, like you've already indicated, that the the figure that the personality of King Richard is. Um, sort of made a bit more likeable than he possibly really was in real yeah. life. Um, but, but but even in this film, he's a sort of a, a, a surprisingly um, manipulative sort of a person all he the time gets his, in any situation gets with anyone. Yeah. You know, and he can push, push, push for his own way and it always manages to get away with it. And the film always shows that he never does anything wrong. No. I wonder about yes.
3: that. <laughs> so is he arrogant or passionate? Which is well, How would you describe him? Is a passionate man or an arrogant man? That he uh, is so passionate, passionate. Yeah, I don't yeah. think the
2: arrogance. Don't oh mind well, it. Yeah, no, I can't say. <laughs> but uh, but, but you know, but you one. can see that the daughters, you know, were behind the making of this film because there's some of the other odd things that are left out. Because you get the impression in this film that these two girls were the first black
3: yeah, uh, to get th- to women be
2: on the to get into. Um, Professional tennis court, mm. but actually, there's uh, there's no mention in the film of Althea Gibson, who was actually the first black woman uh, to to.
3: Although play. Serena, outside of the movie and in her real life, Serena does um, pay gratitude to her for paving the way and, and that she learned oh, a lot I see. from her. Oh yeah, I no so, doubt. Oh. So outside of the film, and yeah, this film, film. <laughs> I think they they had to. I mean, the the father is such a dominant figure. I think. The Queen could have been a, a bystander. They could have met the Queen and she probably wouldn't have made the final cut in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were so determined yeah. to actually show his um, ego and his passion and what you can actually do if you put your mind to it.
2: Oh, um, no. Yeah. And and besides all that, I just thoroughly enjoyed yeah. it all the way, the yeah. people in it, everything.
3: No, definitely a good film.
2: Yep. Cool. Okay, thank you very much. All right. That was Carolyn Brown with her views on King Richard. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on Planes FM website, uh, plainsfm.org.nz.